Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. I timed that one really well. Beautifully. Thank you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. That pleases me. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. So this is the last in our series of Christmas carols episodes, is. which is uh, so much fun. It's wonderful. I always really enjoy these. Love the background. I love the background. Yeah, I guess it sort of enriches the experience, mm-hmm. if you will. It does. Of, um, of singing them. And we have a couple, I don't, have we sung either of these, <laughs> these yet? You would think I would know this, but I, I don't think we have yet. I think not. We've, no. No. I know. So there we go. So we'll have two that we haven't had the chance to sing yet. So that's exciting too. So we wanted to, we, so we're going to talk today about We Three Kings mm-hmm. and what child is this? What child is this? What child is this? <laughs> <laughs> which is set to the tune Green Sleeves, which our beloved uh, author has described as. Wow. The, the saddest. Sad. This is a very sad tune, <laughs> which I have to say, I don't know that. You and I were saying, we don't know that we really thought No, I, it was sad. Maybe I wouldn't call it, you know, the sweetest tune that I've ever, but I, I really, I like the tune. You know, it's yes. green sleeves. It feels more melancholy. Maybe it's that's like maybe it. melancholy. Yeah. There's lots of like, there's longing. Yeah. I always picture like a Renaissance guy with like a lute. Yes. Like strumming outside some maiden's window. <laughs> you know singing a melancholy song singing a melancholy song it's like you know not the, really a love song <laughs> it's like the, the renaissance version of like a dude outside a window with a boombox right you know exactly. some traditions never die <laughs> yep well that's what they say the tune was it was it was the so the say the the lore is that it was written by henry the eighth for anne boleyn right i don't know how much time he spent writing music he's not from my from my limited knowledge, I don't believe he was known as a composer. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm wondering if there was a court composer who was like, here, <laughs> under the table. Here you right. go. Here you go. I got your song. <laughs> Probably. But I, from that time period, you know. Yeah. So. I think it's interesting that the person providing this background says that, you know, we're not exactly sure if it was composed by him, but we do know that Henry's daughter, Queen Elizabeth I, danced to the tune. Danced to the tune. And I would have been interesting to see, to have seen that dance. But quite a dance. To green sleeves. It's yes. Slow and melancholy, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I loved all this, all that, that history of dance as mm. like communication and everyone knew the dances and it was this whole thing, that whole culture. I think is um, yeah fascinating, fascinating to me. The college I went to, our sister school was um, Case Western Reserve University, oh, which was very well known for their early music program. Okay. And within the early music program, they one of the professors also taught, I think it was like a, I don't know if it was actual class, but it was like one of those like clubs or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. And it was a uh, early dance oh my gosh so they would stage these early operas and there would be like dance beautiful and it was so cool and how like everything was like very you know it was shaped by the clothes they were wearing someone had these big dresses and so you'd kind of just kind of do lots of like bobbing right (laughs) it's like you like stand on one foot and kind of like 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 
bend down and like all these sort of different movements that were very elegant. He didn't want to topple over. You're not going to topple over. They were not. I mean, some of them were energetic, but it was a lot of like footwork. Yeah. And that was kind of it. Yeah. Yep. As an organist, I particularly enjoyed. I particularly enjoyed that. <laughs> well, I do think about this culture. These, you know, some of these originate from England and they're, there's such a tradition of village dancing. Yeah. You know, right. People getting together to celebrate. And I think that because times were hard, and really rough uh, dancing, making music was one of the pleasures. Yeah. And of course, some of those, you know, some of these songs that we've heard, these carols, they have a very, vi they have vibrant tunes and mm -hmm. some of them are a little more melancholy. So this is one that's yeah. along those lines. Yeah. What I think is interesting is in Christmas carols, we have way more instances of a refrain. Hmm. You know, oh. you get because once you start getting into the more like Victorian, mm -hmm. Edwardian hymns, I've been watching a lot of British documentaries over the past three days. Good, bring it. <laughs> Lucy Worsley is amazing, by the way. Anyway, okay. but you get into the sort of these, you know, you get into this very like metered, everything's straight, lots of quarter notes, and okay. you sort of you sing the whole thing through, right? Yes. You sing one yeah. verse, whole verse, All the, way the second verse, um, and this. Christmas carols are fun because you have the verses, right? And intermixed, you have refrains, which are mostly the same every time. Mm -hmm. Now, when you get to We Three Kings, it's, the structure of it's actually a little bit differently, different how they deal with the refrain. Mm -hmm. But I think that's interesting, um, you know, because we list when we do our um, bulletins, our order of service, order of worship, whatever you want to call it, we, we put in the text. When, yes. when the choir sings something. Mm -hmm. And so I've been noticing over the past four weeks how many more pieces have refrains mm -hmm. than have I, I see throughout the entire year, basically, not even Easter. Right. Um, so it's sort of interesting. You know, you, you, so you get what, – and what you get in a refrain is repetitive text. Right. You know, you're going to repeat the tune all the time when you sing a hymn because it's strophic. You sing the same thing every time. Yep. Um, but you get this repeated – text much like a pop song right you get the chorus mm -hmm. chorus refrain same mm -hmm. thing um i hadn't even thought about this until you've mentioned it but if you start thinking about it, you're like oh there's a lot of songs with refrains yeah at and christmas so, time and so it becomes something that's it's added emphasis you're repeating mm -hmm. it over and over again giving mm -hmm. yourself more time to think about it mm -hmm. and there's also something i think you were talking about sort of like you know country dances kind of a thing like there's something Mm, I'm gonna, casual isn't the right word, but there's something sort of of the everyman, mm. if you will, mm -hmm. you know, like it was the pop song, right, mm -hmm. of of Tudor England, right, you know, that was the great that was the great hit that year. Yeah, all the kids were like, "Hey, have you heard Green Sleeves? Yeah. It's really cool." All the, our parents just don't understand, but it's really cool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I said, something's ever changed. <laughs> yep, but it's so interesting. I love that sort of stuff. Sort of look at it. Well, since you, you know, you're raising that and I'm looking at the text for it. So the thing that strikes me about this carol is that there's a whole sense of wonderment about it. You know, it starts off, what child is this mm -hmm. who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? It sort of unfolds from this situation that this person isn't really sure. Yeah. Right. And then the refrain, however, says this, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Um, so you get the answer of the refrain. 
Yeah. But the, it's as if it keeps coming back to the question, you mm -hmm. know, and then it says, well, why lies he in such mean estate? Right. Right. And so again, well, it's, it's Christ. And there's a lot of theology packed into that. Mm -hmm. But I love your comment about the refrain and paying attention to that because it's as if it's point counterpoint a little bit. It's almost a dialogue. Yeah. Some guy's asking like, what's happening? Right. And another guy, perhaps an angel. Angels always have the answers at Christmas time. Sort it's going, of. this is, yep. this is Christ the King. And mm -hmm. then he's like, there's more questions. It's like, oh, this is Christ the King. Right. <laughs> and then finally by the How third verse. How many times do I have to tell you? Exactly. So I want, <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm. Assuming this is all the verses, but one never knows. Right. Um, so by the third verse, our our questioner finally gets it of, oh, so bring him gifts. Yes. Um, that's right. Yes. That sounds like a good idea. We should, we should, we should bring him some stuff. Yeah. And there's finally the invitation, right? <laughs> Let loving hearts enthrone him. Yeah. Right. So there there's engagement. Yeah. Right. We're, we all get drawn in. Yeah. He finally gets it through. His, I love through it. <laughs> I've never thought about it this way. I love this. This is great. <laughs> Yeah. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. You know, and you were looping back a little bit. You were talking about, you know, our our uh, hymn story author saying that this is, you know, the first the first sentence in this wonderful hymn story, he, he writes, feelings of sadness come over me whenever I hear this deeply moving carol. Mm. And I have to say that for me, I was thinking about, I was like, well, that doesn't, you know, I think more melancholy. Um, but what do I think of as a sort of a sad carol? And ironically, in our in our hymnal, I'm holding up for our video viewers, the one right next door is more sad to right. me, which is I wonder as I wander, um, which we actually heard a beautiful setting of in worship yesterday from our um, brass quintet group, which was that pe that arrangement was actually done by one of their group members. That was a new arrangement oh, that she had wow. done. Um, it was fantastic. I also want to give a shout out that that was an all women uh, breast quartet group yeah. and, and a breast queen cadet. And all of our, and a lot of our friends were like, that was so cool. I was like, ah, they're pretty great. Yeah, they were fantastic. <laughs> they were fantastic. Um, so it's, uh, so I, I always think of as I wander, as I wander. But my reference with I wonder as I wander, I'm bringing a third carol just because why not? It's the last one. We'll have all the carols. Is um, <laughs> all I can picture is um, I grew up watching the video specials of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Oh, fantastic. And I did Christmas specials all the time. Oh. I think I watched the same one every year for many, many years. And she and Mary did a stunning version of it that was, oh. was like heartbreakingly beautiful. Wow. You know, so that's all I can think of is is Mary from Peter, Paul, and Mary singing I Wonder as I Wander. Isn't it great to have, I think we all bring these connections, right? Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's a person like that, or it's a concert, or it's a place. Mm -hmm. I gotta go find that video. I gotta watch that again. That would be so much fun. <laughs> do it. I should. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. We need to do YouTube. whatever we can. Right. Right? This yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Make it special. For sure. <laughs> I mean, everything's on YouTube. We're on, if we're on YouTube, everything's on YouTube, friends. <laughs> right here with us. So should we pivot to the next one? Oh, yeah. but no, I wanted to bring up something about the the author of the text. So we were talking about green sleeves and then we which is the tune that what child is this is set to. And then the author of the hymn, again hymn is the text, of what child is this a guy by way named William Dix, D I X. And I was thinking to myself, I know that name from something because that name is also a hymn tune oh yes uh-huh 
which is often set to his other hymn, which is also, also, you know what I mean, is his other hymn, um, As With Gladness Men of Old, mm -hmm. which we also sing as For the Beauty of the Earth. Mm -hmm. That So that's hymn tune, Dix, D-I-X. Fascinating. Um, because I always, I was like, I wonder, how, I wonder if that's the same, the same tune, the same name. So mm -hmm. it's named after him. So congratulations, you got a hymn tune. Um, so I kind of wonder if you go down that, down that road a little bit, how interesting that would be. Yeah. Well, this, uh, I mean, he was a fascinating character in and of himself. I loved reading about this. His father was a surgeon who wanted his son to follow his footsteps, but having no interest in medicine, William left Bristol Grammar School, moved to Glasgow, and sold insurance and became a hymn writer on the side. I like it. I like and you know that, I'd have to go back through the others that we've talked about, but it seems like that's not uncommon. Like the, they're not all musicians, right? right. Professional musicians. They right. often did other things. They had musical background. In some cases, well, some of them even didn't. They were their their hymn tunes were poems yeah. that became set by musicians That's later. Right. So it's a fascinating story sometimes to see. First of all, how was it written, but also the journey for the hymn and the tune mm -hmm. to finally meet up with one another. Right, right. Somebody right. often introduces them on a blind date. Right, <laughs> <laughs> and they are together forever. Oh my god, these fit. Yeah. Like how those end up being together. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, composer of Greensleeves, who's probably not Henry VIII, right. thought about, would think right. about, wait, this is a Christmas carol? Yeah, this is not what I intended. This is not really this what I This is from a romantic love poetry. Yeah, how dare you make this sacred? <laughs> and I guess that, wasn't that kind of true for Martin Luther, who also borrowed from secular, I think, uh, songs? Right. Right? And then yeah. rewrote, used new, yeah. new texts yeah. to add to the tune, so... So I feel I feel like we should like to take a Taylor Swift song and make it something <laughs> sacred now and just to continue wow. the long historical tradition. That'll be a Christmas project for me after <laughs> got time. You've got nothing else going on, right? You're just a pastor at Christmas. Oh my heavens. Yeah, yeah, you're not busy at all. Fascinating. <laughs> so our other hymn for the day, or a third one, we'll see how many I can I can uh, throw in today. Weave in. Is uh We Three Kings of Orient are. Love it. Which is great. I always wonder, here's here's a question for you. Is this a Christmas hymn or is this an epiphany? Mm. Well, I, I think of it as epiphany. Yeah. You know, that it's yeah. it's really focused on the interaction between the Magi and the child and family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it is. We'll have to, we'll always tell the people who did our hymnal because it's, Oh, no, it's in the epiphany section. It is in okay. the epiphany section. I was going to say. <laughs> good. And of, and of course, right next to it in our hymnal is that beautiful carol. As with gladness. As with gladness. To the tune dicks right to there. The dicks. Yeah. Words. It's so good. Although they have a different translation. Oh, they have a different version. Instead of as with gladness, men of old, as with gladness, sages bold, which is a part of that kind of inclusive language thing. But you, sages is one of the better, yeah. better ways that people I, have a change that i, I like that word actually sages right sages. It's cool. the wise it still connects something with wisdom yeah right yeah you don't lose the meaning I, i've always been struck by we three kings of warrior and I've, I've talked with people over the years it seems like there can be very divided feelings about this uh -huh. some people just really love it and some people just say i can't abide that carol and really I think, yeah it's funny and i think more it's because in some ways of its length it is a very it, it's in a very involved 
It's almost like you're singing a story. Yes, which becomes problematic if you happen, this is a very specific example, if you happen to be a music director during COVID times where we're not singing all the verses ah. of all the hymns, oh. but you still want to see We Three Kings and you don't know what verses to sing. It's a tough one. That was a tricky Are arrangement. Are you going to choose gold, frankincense, or myrrh? Or myrrh, right? the middle, yeah. I think I went for one in five. Yeah, one in five <laughs> is safe. Well, that's another case where actually you are safe with one in five because it's as if it, the first one really just introduces it. Yeah. And then there's a theological statement, mm -hmm. right? Glorious now, behold him arise, Christ and God and sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. Right? Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Alleluia, alleluia, sounds through the earth and skies. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to note, and I saw it in... Um, um, the one that we were talking about earlier, what child is this, that there's this little introduction from time to time of sacrifice, mm -hmm. of death, mm -hmm. and that's where the mournful quality comes. Right. And it's there in the Christmas story too, because Mary is essentially told, you know, this is going to be, your heart is going to be broken through this process. Mm -hmm. You're going to watch this man grow up and this little baby grow up into you know, the fullness of humanity, but it's not going to end well. Right. And um, and I noticed that these hymn writers just try to insert that reality mm -hmm. here and there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of parallels musically that we get through different anthems of Easter and, and Christmas. Actually, hilariously, the in Troit, the soloist sang yesterday, which was called Chanticleer's Carol, mm. said, anthem for Easter and Christmas. Isn't that interesting? And the text absolutely works for both. Yeah, yeah. It is joyous and redemptive, and it's uh, it's funny how much, you know, I mean, it makes sense, mm -hmm. but it's got that sort of cyclical infinitum kind of thing happening. Funny story about We Three Kings, it is in the same key as What Child Is This? Oh. Also we minor. Also, also uh, tending towards. Also tending towards darkness, apparently. <laughs> But so the funny thing, we're talking about the refrain. So this one, the instructions in this hymnal, at least, are that you do the refrain only after verses one and five. So you, they want you to get through. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so the middle three verses, if you're not sitting there watching, looking at your hymnal while you're listening to our podcast, it's number 172, by the way, um, because verses two, three, and four take you through gold, frankincense, and more. Each, each gift mm -hmm. gets its own verse. Mm -hmm. And so the the hymn writer did not want you to have to sit through a refrain after every single one. I, I appreciate that. That thanks, was merciful. Thanks, John Hopkins Jr. Yeah. That was really nice. <laughs> so there's a funny connection between this hymn and Twas the Night Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? Yeah. Fascinating, right? Yeah. Tell us. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> so the, the gentleman, Clement Clark Moore... Who has extra many extra e's in his name? Um, was a land developer who also wrote "Twas the Night Before Christmas," and they um, he made a fair bit of money from that. And they, the Episcopalians of New York, were looking to start a seminary, mm -hmm. and which would become General Theological Seminary. And he offered them a portion of his quiet country estate quote a quiet rural retreat on the picturesque banks of the hudson and where is general actually located for our modern it's friends way downtown it's like 20th street yeah it's it's like 
it's low. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's the undeveloped northern regions of Manhattan. There was a lot farther north in yeah. 1812. Or in and this is like, you know, this was after New York had been our capital for a little bit. Yeah. Everything had moved and this was still uptown. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I'm going to have to rethink about when um, in Hamilton, when they were when the Hamiltons moved uptown. Mm. I'm like, where uptown did they go? Yeah. Wall Street? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like how far did they go? I'm going to have to think about that and find it out. Quick, A quick uh, Wikipedia, I'm sure, will give you the information. Yeah. But so, so they started general. And then so the uh, composer and author. So this is a author-composer. Uh, who wrote this hymn. So he wrote both the text and the tune to go together. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to general theological seminary and actually became the, or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he became their first instructor of church music. Yeah. isn't that, and, and here's another person who started out as a reporter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did his initial work at university of Vermont and then moved to New York to pursue legal studies, but wound up, Going to general. General. That's so fun. I love those. And, and I, one thing decisions. I did not know about this, that he wrote We Three Kings as part of a Christmas pageant produced by the seminary in 1857. I would love to. I went, It probably wasn't the best Christmas pageant ever well, since we've got the monopoly obviously. on that. But, yeah. And then in 1863, it was published in his carols, hymns, and songs. I, I love it. I think that's fascinating. There was one thing I wanted to make sure to say, because I'm actually just noticing it now, but in the refrain yeah. to this, I love this language. So it says, oh, star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding. Hmm. It's like the journey never ends. Yeah. Right. Guide us to thy perfect light. Oh. It's not a. It's not really a reference, I think, to... The manger, it's really a reference to a vision of a world of perfect light. It's it's active. Peace. It's yeah. present. It's, it's not past tense. Still happening. Yeah. And to your point earlier, it would be very interesting to see how a congregation would react if we sung this on Easter morning. <laughs> because this, this fourth <coughs> stanza, myrrh is mine, its bitter perfume breathes a life of gathering gloom. Now, this is tough stuff to sing at Christmas Eve, by the way. Yeah. But there it is. Yeah. Sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying. Sealed in the stone cold tomb. It's all. Yeah, it's all there. It's Good Friday. It is. Right? It's only then in the last stanza. Glorious now, behold him arise. It's the resurrection. Right. So, you know, I wonder in in our, how many times have we sung this over the many, 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 many years? Right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's got that strong reference to Good Friday and Easter. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see how people pick that up or not. Uh, yeah. That would be really interesting to look at and maybe do like a little Christmas in April or something. Yeah, right? That'd be fun. And it may be that if people have a little aversion to this, maybe it's that. You know, they don't want that part inserted right. in Christmas festivities. We want our twinkle lights and yes. candlelight and gingerbread and please leave the sorrow out of it. Thank you very much. Exactly. Which I fully understand. And yes. Right? <laughs> I am one of those people, I so think, I fully understand. I think especially this year. it's uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, there aren't enough twinkle lights in the world right now. No, right. <laughs> but I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, it's so good. No, but it's, you know, and I wonder how many, if you look through 
you know, through our hymnal, how many are there, you know? So, um, we have our, we have enjoyed many conversations of Christmas carols over the past couple of years. Do you guys have any that you'd like us to talk about or any hymns? Mm. We don't have to do just air quote, just Christmas carols. Do you have any hymns that you guys want us to delve into? You can send us an email at podcast at roundhillcommunitychurch.org. Um, and as a reminder, we will take a quick two week break. You won't even notice nope. we're gone. It'll fly by. It'll fly by. Um, and if you really miss us, you can always listen to our previous episodes, catch up on any. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a great one recently on our Afghani evacuee yes. project. We've had some really great guests on. Mm-hmm. So this was episode 101. Keep going. <laughs> Still proceeding. But who's cast? guide us to thy perfect light folks so thank you all for joining us here on round hill radio around christmas (laughs) round hill radio (laughs) is brought to you by the friends and members of round hill community church